Then you will truly be successful. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good. Gotta work together. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good. To those who love God, He God's word on your lips. To those who are called, meditate on day and night. According to Be His purpose, to do purpose. It's His purpose, not mine. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good. Gotta work together. And we know all work together for the good, together. the good, to those who love God, keep that word on your lips, to those who are called, meditate on day according to his purpose, purpose, it's his purpose, not mine. Hebrews, the 12th chapter, the 1st through the 14th verse, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while, as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, Strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet, so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. And that ends our reading for today. The year is 2012. The month is August. The day, crazy. It was just one of those days. Everything was going wrong. Pressure was high. Workload was higher. Slept through the alarm. Bumper to bumper traffic. Just the night before, I had to rush Anna to the hospital. A drunk driver slammed into her car. She was six months pregnant, and we were worried about the safety of the baby. So we stayed in the hospital until 3 a.m. running tests and praying for a miracle. 
Thank God, both Anna and baby Z were okay, but the next morning I had to go to class. Life doesn't stop moving when catastrophe happens, and most people don't care that you haven't had enough sleep. I rushed into my seminary class. My professor, Deborah Hunsinger, was a petite woman, but she never spoke above a whisper. Her voice was both calming and annoying because in order to hear her, you had to lean in and focus on what she was saying and nothing else. If someone turned a page in class, everyone would look at them with those, I cannot hear, the professor eyes, and the room would return to library silence. Each morning, Dr. Hunsinger began with prayer. On this particular morning, she introduced an activity called the cleansing breath. In order to do it, you had to inhale deeply and think about everything that was bothering you and weighing you down. My list was long that morning, so I inhaled for so long I almost fainted. Then after you couldn't hold in your breath any longer, she told us to exhale. <sighs> exhale those frustrations until no more air existed in our lungs. She coached us into this activity three or four times, and each time she would paint a picture. You are standing by the seashore of the waters, and the wind is helping you to settle your thoughts. Inhale. We would breathe in and think about everything weighing us down. Then we would exhale every frustration. The sound of frustration was so thick in that room, you could literally hear or feel the pain of people's hearts as they exhaled. By the third time we did this activity, I was in tears. When we opened our eyes, she said this, my friends is prayer. It changed my life. So many times we think prayer is a verbal utterance, but God can read tears. God can translate breathing patterns and God doesn't need our words in order to meet us where we are. God knows where we are. Before you panic today, take a cleansing breath. Inhale. Exhale. Take a moment to inhale all that is bothering you weighing you down and overwhelming you. Inhale to the point of no return and then when you can't hold your breath any longer, let it all go into the hands of God. This coincides so perfectly with our scripture reading today. The writer of Hebrews encourages us to lay aside every weight that so easily besets us. Hebrews 11 gives us a concordance on faith and a list of biblical characters who trusted God when they could not trace him. Hebrews 12 opens up reminding us that there is a cloud of witnesses assisting us when we get weak, when we get distracted, and when we lose our fight. When those moments come, we must lay aside every weight and sin that so easily besets us. Look at that again. Lay aside the sin and the weight. Two separate items are named here, weight and sin. Why are they mentioned separately? I believe they are mentioned separately to remind us that every sin is a weight, but not every weight is a sin. Every sin will cause us to miss the target, but there are some weights in our lives that will, if left unchecked, cause us to miss the flight. So it's not enough to live a sin-free life or to aspire to do so. We must also aspire to live a weight-free life. Several weights have the power to weigh you down. These weights include the weight of worry, secrets, insecurity, comparison, fear, perfectionism, and procrastination. 
None of these are outright sins per se, but they can keep you from moving forward in life. They can keep you from the abundant life God has promised us. And I am finishing right now a book titled The Seven Deadly Weights because I truly believe that many people are so distracted by the sin in their lives that they are giving no thought to the weights in their lives. Worry. It's a wasted emotion. Secrets will destroy you from the inside out. Insecurity believes that lie that I am not enough as is. Comparison will cause you to sacrifice your uniqueness at the altar of imitation. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Perfectionism is the idol that produces overcompensation, projection, and deflection. And procrastination is the arrogant assumption that God owes you another chance to do tomorrow what he gave you the chance to do today. I'm going to say those again because I know by now that there are some people taking notes. Worry is a wasted emotion. Secrets will destroy you from the inside out. Insecurity believes that lie that I am not enough as is. Comparison will cause you to sacrifice your uniqueness at the altar of imitation. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Perfectionism is the idol that produces overcompensation, projection, and deflection. And procrastination, as defined by Bishop Rosie O'Neill, is the arrogant assumption that God owes you another chance to do tomorrow what he gave you the chance to do today. All of these weights, my friends, can hinder your worship. But today, God says, take a cleansing breath. Today, God says, be free and come to me. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. This is my favorite part of the scripture, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Today, God wants you to take advantage of his easy yoke. He wants you to exchange your heaviness with his lightness. He wants you to give yourself to him by exhaling your problems and inhaling his power. Peace is not the absence of trouble, but the presence of power. Jesus Christ has the power to make all things new. No matter how heavy you may feel right now, try a cleansing breath. After I did it, I felt so much lighter. And the best part is I didn't have to utter a word. When you come into the fitness room of faith, God wants to lift your weights until you are strengthened in him. Try it today and experience the difference that trusting God for real can make. Day 80 of our 90 day challenge and in the worship in 66 curriculum, I titled day 80, the weights of worship. I titled it that because of Hebrews famous words to lay aside every weight and sin that so easily besets us. And as a little boy in church, I knew a lot about sin, but I didn't pay much attention to weight. And here's the sticky statement that I want you to remember. Every sin is a weight, but not every weight is a sin. And we don't talk enough about things that aren't sinful, but they still weigh you down. So today I want you to also consider 
the weights of purpose. Some of the weights of purpose. Comparison. You comparing yourself to someone else never profits you at all. Some of the weights that are not necessarily sins. Procrastination. If you knew what God wanted to do with you, you would stop putting off tomorrow what you need to do today. These are just a few weights that can impede your purpose. So today be aware that while every sin is a weight, not every weight is a sin. And still, God says, lay it aside. Let's get to work. I find space for what I treasure. I make time for what I want. I choose my priorities and Jesus, you're my number one. So I So I will 
space for what I treasure. I make time for what I want. I choose my priorities. And Jesus, you're my What I lack, you are full of. And where I'm broken, you are whole. And what I'm doubting, you are sure of. So I'll trust the lover, lover of my soul. Let me hear y'all sing that one time. What I lack, say. What I lack. You are. 